From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, maybe not that bad of a slate of games this weekend after all. Handing out winners, talking about practice in the Knolls. Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Check them on out. cptallybart.com is the website. You missed out on bingo, or sorry, you missed out on trivia yesterday, everybody, but it's not too late to get involved in bingo tomorrow. But in the meantime, Check out Corner Pocket Bar and Grill every day of the week. You cannot go wrong, uh, even when Corey Clark's not there. Still somebody awesome, I'm sure, to hang out with and, and shoot the breeze with. Uh, these are Corey's people, after all. And our own Corey Clark joining us on the road southbound because this guy, he wakes up, he writes excellence, he becomes a fantastic father, and he grinds. He just keeps shuttling back and forth between the greater Atlanta area and Tallahassee. Can't wait to get back to God's country, huh, Corey? That's right. I apologize for everyone for the uh, the ambient noise of me driving on 85 South in, uh, you know, not a rainstorm, but a mist storm, which is really frustrating. There, you look on the radar, radar Aslan, there's nothing. Yeah. No green, no blue, but somehow it's still raining. So this has been pretty awesome, but I'm, I'm trying my best, buddy. I got you. I think that's what happened to Florida State, like on Tuesday. There's this, you know, this whole big radar situation with rain and what are we gonna do? We're we gonna interview Coach Norvell outside. We're we gonna coach. Are we gonna interview him inside the stadium? And uh, eventually, we did it inside Doak. We're not inside, Doak, but you know, the Morris Center, the museum, if you will, where we always do the Monday press conferences. But the audio is clean, everybody. So uh, there is that. Uh, check out Warchant.com, the ultimate symbol sports source. Thumbs up, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Our own Gene Williams getting involved in the mix there. Talk about bowl games, where we want to go. And I almost feel like I've been giving everybody bad information, Corey. Um, but, man, it, it was right in front of my face this whole time. It, it said right there, you know, bowl affiliations. And it, it said that the ReliQuest Bowl in Tampa has an ACC-SEC tie-in. It's either ACC or Big Ten. But every time I Google ReliQuest, it says annual bowl game between the Big Ten and the SEC. So it sounds like Cheez-It, Holiday Bowl, and the Mayo Bowl were on the menu for Gene Williams and the folks on the panel, which one of those three tickles your fancy? Again, I don't think I don't want to go to Tampa because I have to stay with my mom and then drive out to Tampa every day, and that would be a bummer. It's not all about you, Aslan. Well, uh, obviously, obviously, the one in Florida is the the preferable one, right. just for the fan base. And you know, it'd be cool for this fan base to see this team one last time. Um, but other than that, you know, who cares? So the Gator Bowl, he, the Gator Bowl isn't. That seems like it should be a possibility at least. Well, you know, we can't give all of it away. Check out the video. But the, the oh, that's are... right. Go, yeah, exactly right. Go on to the Tribal Council and see. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, how about this? This is a story that we haven't talked about enough. Trey Benson, once again, the ACC running back of the week. But this is for a third straight time. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. Nothing in the release says whether or not this is the first time someone's won it three times in a row, which you, th you figure they would. Well, But, you know, some stats are harder to track than others. And then Maurice Smith. Remember Maurice Smith? Remember Too Small? Going to get lapped by that guy from the Big Ten? Uh, remember that, remember right. that guy, Maurice Smith? 
ACC Offensive Lineman of the Week. So 11 players now from Florida State have won Player of the Week honors. Pokey, Jared Verse, Shaheem, Johnny, Jamie, Trey, Demetri Emanuel, Dylan Gibbons, and now Maurice Smith. Maybe this roster is pretty good after all, Corey. Maybe this is like a crazy enough. Maybe this was like an 11-win roster that won't make it to 11. Uh, let's slow down. So Jordan Travis hasn't won an award nah. this, week, this year? Not this kind. Not with these right. quarterbacks slinging it around everywhere, man. Uh, all right. I would have thought maybe the when he threw for 400 yards or this past week when he accounted for five touchdowns. Although I guess the Drake May kid had another big game, so I, I assume he won it. Yeah, he's won it before. I don't know who won it this past week, though. I don't have that stuff in front of me. But you saw me to hold on, but, I mean, shoot. I don't know. That, that's Somebody was asking why was I asking all these questions at the press conference on Monday that were, like, negative or hinted at this team, like, not being talented, to which, you know, I say, okay, I can, I can maybe see why you would get that impression. But they – they're overachieving. Something is going on here. No one thought this team was going to be that good, um, including us who were out there watching this practice all the time. We saw what happened last year. We know they brought an injection of new talent. So what I'm trying to kind of figure out from this coaching staff is, like, you know, how close do they feel they are to fulfilling the potential of this team? Because we all were like, I hey, made eight wins. Shout out Tom Lang, nine wins in his prediction in the preseason. So that's kind of where I was trying to go. With that. I wasn't really trying to dog on these guys because, after all, man, listen – the schedule's laying out now, and the way they're playing, man, it looks like they could probably be a 10-win team. And if you don't, you know, have a hiccup against Raleigh, in Raleigh, man, this could have been, I don't know, is this, because this roster, I was trying to think about 20, 2010 Florida State, Corey, right? Like Jimbo's first year. That team, we love the team, right? They beat Miami, they beat the Gators, like we were totally excited about, but they didn't look impressive and dominant. You felt good about what was to come, but it was like, man, this team is just, get out of their way. This team, right now, it's like, man, Either get out of their way or you're going to get run over. And it's crazy. I'm still trying to still trying to process it, Corey. You've been doing a better yeah. job of it, though. I mean, yeah, if you look at the totality of these 10 games, um, I would say they should be 8-2. and two. You know, they won uh, – what, they went two really close games, if you want to count LSU and Louisville. All right. But LSU, I thought they controlled that game, and they just kind of melted down in the fourth quarter. But I thought they deserved to win that game. I think they were the better team. And then Louisville, they're clearly the better team because they won with their backup quarterback and backup defensive lineman on the road. So if they played Louisville again, they might win by 21 points. So, you know, when you look at the totality of it, I think, the you know, they, they should be probably 8-2 and two right now. And that's what we've been saying. So, yeah, I guess with that theory, it could have been an 11-win team. I don't know. Like, you don't want a hand ring about it, though. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the, the NC State game is the big giveaway. But they really, honestly, I don't think they played well against Wake at all. I think if they played their normal game against Wake or if Fabian's playing, I think they win that game comfortably. I think if they're playing Wake in three days, they would win that game by ten or twelve or fourteen points. Uh, but you know, they played them when they played them. Let me throw you a total curveball, then, Corey. Here, okay. as you talked, I mean, I usually do that. Unfortunately, I don't mean to do it, but you know, just kind of ramble around all the plays. Was listening to my guy Rosillo on his podcast. He had Dilfer on. Uh, they were talking about Tua, who's you know was kind of left for dead in Miami with the Dolphins in the NFL here, even after like two years. Uh, but he sort of refound himself, or however you want to put it, because Mike McDaniel coaches. What Dilfer is saying is that coaches 
good coaches can identify weaknesses and mask deficiencies in a quarterback and then kind of enhance their strengths and bring it out in them. And that's what Mike McDaniel's been able to do for Tua. Kind of feels like that's what Mike Norvell has done for Jordan. He's not being asked to take a lot of downfield shots. He can when he has to, but that's not the bread and butter of this offense. I mean, there's a lot of crossers. There's a lot of things that, that rub and come clean, and he finds and he gets out of his hands fast. Man, if he has a strong three games here, I don't know, 10 more touchdowns total? Um, will GMs look at a guy like Jordan Travis and be like, man, huh, you know, this kid's actually pretty good, man. Why why not take a chance? He he knows what he can't do, and he's operating within what he can at a really high level. Can he become a real viable NFL quarterback here in the next three weeks in a, in a, in a sport that is starved for talent at that position? Like, can, can he dramatically change the narrative around him as a potential draft pick with three strong games and none of them really going to be showcase games although maybe you could argue the Florida one would be I mean he's not going to be in a conference title game or a playoff game but so can't these three can these three games be a propelling a sort of force for him if he wants to go that direction or do you still feel good about college quarterback Jordan Travis for 2023 well those are two different questions uh I I do think that if he plays well these last three games I'd certainly in the mix and look man I Look around the NFL. Did you see who started for the Rams on Sunday? No, but I remember uh, Stafford was in. Was it Wolf, John Wolford? Is he still there? Yeah, John Wolford. Shout Lake out. Ford. Oh. Man, Jordan Travis is better in college than John Wolford was. Um, and, and you look around the league, I, you know, he could certainly make a roster. And I do think he's draftable. I don't think he's going to be drafted high because, again, He's not he's not considered elite. He doesn't have incredible arm strength, his size, um, durability issues. There's all these questions about him. Um, but yeah, man, I there's no you can't watch him and think like, okay, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't see it well. He does see it well. And when he gets time, he he almost always finds the right guy. Uh, the time is and that's what's helped a lot this year is he's gotten a lot of time. So I think a GM and scouts could look at that and be like, yeah, that could play. That could play in our system. He sees the game. He's a competitor. He sees the field. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know what, what you know, throwing for, you know, 300 against Florida or 260 against Louisiana. I don't know that that is what sends him over the top to, like, yeah, I got to go now as much as what, you know, just what he's already accomplished, what he's already done. Like, I think he's got enough film that unless he just goes insane or – has a couple of bad games. I, I don't know what could happen that would change his mindset one way or the other. He's already had a fantastic season. So uh, it's just a matter of if he thinks if what he hears back from the NFL um, or if he's, like you said, he's having so much fun, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be a first two days. He's not going to be picked in the first two two days. So at best, you're looking at probably a fourth or fifth rounder. And those guys are not guaranteed to make rosters. And even if they do make a roster, they – theoretically wouldn't get as much guaranteed money as Jordan Travis would get to come back to Florida state. So those are the, those are the decisions he has to make. But yeah, I mean, I, I would not be, I would not be stunned at all. If he, if he made a roster in the NFL, there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of worse quarterbacks than that guy um, play in the NFL. It's just, if you like, look at the, this class, this crop, I mean, obviously Bryce Young's far and away that guy, you know, CJ Stroud's also a dude that's in the mix, you know, Hendon Hooker. I don't, I almost wonder if Jordan Travis plays better than Hendon Hooker when it comes to the an NFL sort of uh, 
evaluation because I do feel that Tennessee's offense is a little bit more system-based, if you will, whereas what Jordan's doing here is just so multiple and so diverse that I feel like there's there's got to be a good amount of crossover between NFL systems and what they're running here in Tallahassee. Like, Will Levis has kind of fallen off. DJ's a guy that's draft eligible. I don't know who would draft DJ Uyunglele. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson from Florida, unless he does something really crazy here in the next few weeks. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you look at this list of quarterbacks and you're like, well, man, I mean, you – yeah, it's you, just all those guys, or most of those guys you're dudes. talking about, they're either Heisman contenders or they're 6'5", yeah. 235. You yeah. know, Richardson is enormous. He's going to be drafted. He might be a first-round pick. Um, I don't know that he's played like it this year, certainly not all the time. But, uh, but you know, they draft on potential, and they draft on size. And Jordan doesn't have it. Sorry, the size anyway. But, man, yeah, and he doesn't have an incredible arm. He doesn't have – I would say his arm strength is average – but no one's figured that out, though. I mean, I know we haven't. They haven't played Murderers Row here in the month of November, and, and like, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like I agree. I just, you know, growing up and what you hear about and what you see, guys like Josh Allen just rocking the ball down the field. Matt Stafford. You're just like, man, you need to have a, a particular, you need to have a particular set of skills when it comes to throwing the ball with velocity that like we haven't seen Jordan do a lot of. But man, it hasn't affected. His how productive he's been, you know, and there's there's probably a whole laundry list of, of college quarterbacks that have had similar success to Jordan Travis that haven't had a sniff at all at an NFL roster or they've totally flamed out. So I, I get that as well. He's not going to be a first round dropping. Maybe he will be a Dak Prescott. You go fourth round, so you end up in a pretty good situation, and there isn't that urgent need for you to have to show up day one. But you know, come back. And yeah, we Jordan, we want to come back, man. Tallahassee is a cool city. It's it's you you've got it vibing, as the kids like to say. I think that's something a kid would say. That's you've right. got this place vibing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a chance if you talk some of your teammates into coming back as well. Um, to have you know to have a really kind of special run at it next year. So yeah, go ahead and do it, Jordan. Go ahead and talk them into it. You come back too, um, and just live live your best life, man. The NFL will always be there. You can always go uh, try to get drafted in the fifth or fourth round. In 2024, but right now, come back. Try to be an All-American. Try to win a Heisman. Try to get this team to a playoff. It's a lot of lot of goals out there left to accomplish. But also, something we we should talk about a lot with him. And I need to find some wood to knock on. Um, I don't know. If I got you. I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, the the durability. Like we, we always wondered what it would look like if he could play most or all of the games. And here you go. This is what it looks like. Really good. Touche. You know, as, as Norvell said, uh, he was nearly flawless in that game on, on Saturday. And I just think that uh, that he keeps getting better. Like, he's really, really good. And he doesn't care. They don't have to throw it 40 times with him. He makes an impact on 12 throws. Um, and then next year, if he comes back, you know, I think you'd go almost a little more hurry up because you have so many weapons and you want to run more plays. So you would probably – and you, you want to throw it 30 times and run it 50 uh, man, it's just, yeah, so it's, it's a really good place to be in again where Florida State's wondering if skilled players will leave early. That's been a minute. So, you know, that's a good place to be in by and large. This is all just wild, Corey. You know, a guy that was an afterthought at Louisville, transferred to Florida State, can't get on the field for two and a half years or whatever. Uh, you know, now we've got, what, 10 wins? Maybe this guy's an NFL draft pick. I need to like relearn. I need to go to some sort of podcasting school. Like, here's how to podcast when you actually have a good team to cover. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I've I found my niche. Uh, you know, podcasting a team that's bad. They're not bad anymore. 
They're not bad. I don't know what to do. What do I do with my hands, Corey? What do I do with my hands? Uh, you folks know what to do. Win. Win big. You can do it over at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. So many sports books are out there, but you need a platform that just makes it simple to bet and win, like MyBookie.ag. They have a huge selection of odds, props, and contests. They stream games, and you can live bet while you watch. So you can turn game day into payday with MyBookie. Sign up for free today. The promo code is WAKEUP. you got a half deposit match, Corey, there. We've given out too many winners. They're not doing a full deposit match. They're doing half. So if you put like 100 bucks in the kitty, they'll they'll throw 50 your way. Again, the promo code is wake up. A uh, bit of a handicap here for Corey this week cuz he's on the he's on the he's on the road. I'm going to start at Bedlam then, Corey. Uh, somehow Oklahoma State is catching seven and a half. It's going to be in Norman. I get it. But man, this is this is the last Bedlam game. You think Mike Gundy is going to lose to some carpetbagger? Right. Uh, Maybe he will, but he'll keep it close. So seven and a half, Oklahoma State will will take those points. Let's go Big Ten. Rutgers at home catching nineteen and a half against Penn State. Oh boy, that's a lot of points. I mean, okay. Penn, State, Penn State could easily win by twenty-one, but I think they'll win by like seventeen. Uh, so I'll take that. And then rounding out my picks, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess right. South Alabama seven and a half point favorite at Southern Miss. I don't feel great about it. I don't. That's kind of a, a tough place to go into, The Rock, Hattiesburg. Yeah. But uh, I'll trust the Jags to, to win by more than seven points. Well, those are my three. Let me give you my two. All right. Um, I like TCU at Baylor. Okay. I think they're giving up three. Correct. Correct. I just, man, I think TCU feels like they're on a special roll. They just went into Texas and won. So what's Waco? They can handle that if they can handle, like, a fired-up Texas team. They have a good defense. Uh, defense travels, and I just think they're a better team, and they feel like they're having a special magical season, and they might be, and they they still are very much in contention for the playoff. Mm-hmm. So they got a whole lot to play for. So I'm I'm taking TCU and giving the points. Okay. Next one, man. I know South Carolina just got boat raced by Florida, and I know Tennessee scores 50 on everyone, not named Georgia. But man, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. South Carolina is going to a bowl, man. They're like six and four. Um, I just think, and they, you know, they they have a pretty good defense, and I just think that's a ton of points. Weird things happen on the road. They're gonna, they're coming off an embarrassing loss, so they should be completely focused and fired up. So I think I think I don't think South Carolina is winning the game by any stretch, but I think they can have it somewhat close in the fourth quarter. So there's my there's my other pick. All right. And now I need to ask you to look up the spread for the North Carolina Georgia Tech game. Okay, I think it's you twenty. Don't have to look it up. I'm, I think, I'm taking North Carolina. It's. I think it's 21. It is oh, 21. North Carolina's favored by 21. No, they're not. Yes, they're they only are. favored by 21 points. <laughs> yeah, 21. That's that is my. Where's that game be? I guess it's being played in Atlanta. No, it's in Chapel Hill, big dog. You can't be serious. They're only a 21 point favorite, guys. This might be the lock of the century. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out savings for this. I'm gonna take out uh, you know live show donations. Uh, for for this, yeah, man. Georgia Tech is down. Jeff Sims isn't on the team anymore. The freshman that can play at quarterback, he's out for the year with a broken clavicle. Oh, so geez. they got to play the Zach Gibson kid. Zach Gibson versus Drake May. I mean, this is North Carolina. I know North Carolina doesn't have a great defense. Georgia Tech couldn't score on twenty twenty Florida State right now. So that is that just seems like free flipping money. So yeah, North Carolina should win by forty at least. There you go. 
the winners. TCU minus three, South Carolina plus 21 and a half. UNC minus 21. Bedlam, Oklahoma State getting seven and a half. Rutgers getting 19 and a half at home against Penn State. And then South Alabama giving seven and a half on the road in Hattiesburg. Those are our picks. We'll let you know how it goes Monday. You go over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WAKEUP. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Darion Williamson, tracking, yep. trending good. Um, figured we probably would have been able to maybe, uh, hopeful to see Winston Wright maybe before Darion Williamson uh, would return for the Knolls, but they were hopeful, Mike Norvell says, about his return. Uh, I mean, they're, they have an embarrassment at Richard at running back, maybe even now at wide receiver if he makes it back, and we assume Winston Wright will is, – is, I don't know, probably shutting it down this year. Maybe he ends up playing in the bowl game. Obviously, he can play a game here because he has four games to play and maintain a redshirt. He has the eligibility in any event. Uh, I know there's so many other things to look forward to with this team right now, but a guy like Darion, I guess maybe not expecting all that much because he has missed so much time. But, man, I don't know if any guy's ever had five catches so quickly and then kind of just fallen off the side of the earth. That It'd be it sure be nice to get another look at him and see what that gives you for next year as well, Corey. What do you think about uh, Darion, or is it just that much of a logjam at receiver that you, you don't think he's even going to be able to really find another way to carve out a niche here in these next, at least these next two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I would assume if he's going to carve out anything, it would be this week. I can't imagine him playing, even if he's healthy, playing significant snaps against Florida, not because he's not good enough, but he hadn't practiced in six weeks. Uh, he, he hasn't played or practiced, or sorry, he hasn't, uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't practiced really. He hasn't been full health for six weeks. You know, you guys can see that on the sideline. So him not getting full reps, I just wouldn't think he'd be ready to uh, to go when it, when it comes to pl- actual playing in a game. And, I, you know, man, the receiving room right now, where does he play? Wow. You know, I mean, and that's too bad. I mean, I, you really do feel bad for him because those were a really impressive. I mean, it was like a three-minute stretch. Uh, and it, he had like 98 yards in three minutes and then nothing. I joked on headlines that those Boston College kids probably a couple days ago, man, I wonder how many yards 21 has. I picked up over 800, man. That kid was awesome. And then they looked like, oh, 
the only catches he had all season were against us. That's cool. Um, but yeah, man, he looked really good for that stretch. And then, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately he got hurt and, um, uh, just hasn't been able to, you know, work himself back in the rotation. So I'd, I'd be surprised, uh, really, honestly, unless it happens this week that he or Winston, right. I guess you're right though. The bowl game, the bowl game, yeah. they, they, maybe they both play in the bowl game. You got really nothing to lose there. Yeah. I guess, yeah, again, you feel pretty good about what you have right now to, to, go up against Florida and and Louisiana this week, Uh, which, you know, not to go back to winners or anything here, but man, um, good, good of weight or Vandy rather good of Vandy to actually have a pulse because that's who Florida has this week. They got to go to Vanderbilt. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go to Nashville. I mean, it's 14 points, not a big deal, but I I kind of appreciate the fact that maybe Florida, Florida has a more game opponent, I would think, than, than Florida State has this week. So that's also that's something good that we haven't really kind of mentioned at all this season. When we're, but then again, we got in trouble looking at people's schedules and who they play the week before us. So maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't. I don't know, man. I would say Louisiana and Vanderbilt on a neutral field is probably a pick 'em. Um, I know that was a really nice win for Vanderbilt. I guess their defense is okay, but their offense is atrocious. And I just I would um, I almost picked that. Like I'm like, there's no way Florida's going to be in a game with Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt got their one win. They feel great about it. Now they can just be Vanderbilt again. Uh, but, yeah, you, you never know. I mean, it's better than them playing, like, uh, Eastern Washington. I mean, Vanderbilt does yeah. have – you know, they just did beat Kentucky, and Kentucky beat Florida. So, theoretically, there's a chance, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they they lost to Missouri by three, uh, lost to South Carolina by nine, beat Kentucky. So, it's all off the heels again, throttle 55-0 against Georgia a month ago. So, yeah, maybe that's what I'm holding against them. Is that game was just it looked like the varsity versus the JV, but that's good. So their last three games, they lost by three, lost by nine, and one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So Clark Lee over there showing yeah. some uh, showing a little spunk. Anchor down, man. Anchor down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing much else to share about practice on Tuesday in terms of observations. They did in period three go to kind of like a more of a red zone uh, situation, which we've seen them kind of do that. I think they did that coming out of the bye week, but then they returned last week to going, you know, kind of full length of the field. So good to see them kind of dial that in. I think the drive finished. I don't even know if they ran three plays before Ryan Fitzgerald trot out there and had a chip shot field goal, uh, but they uh, certainly are still continuing to drill goal line, red zone stuff. Uh, the only other thing of note, somebody asked about it. I remember last week and I said I, I try to keep an eye out for it. It's hard to – a lot of these freshmen that you guys want to know how they're doing – uh, they're in, they're in black scout jerseys and their numbers change like literally every day it seems or at least week to week for sure. Uh, was able to kind of spot Antavius Woody, uh, the interior lineman out of the state of Alabama. He did start his career here as a guard, but he has moved now to the defensive line on the interior. Chippy dude, chippy dude. He was uh, he was more grumpy than I was, kind of uh, scuffling a little bit with some teammates. So it was good to see some fight, but I only saw three plays. Um, and nothing really went his direction, and it's tough to judge when they're on scout because you don't know if they're being asked to not go 100% or what their responsibilities are, but he continues to practice uh, with the defensive line, and um, yeah, he was he was giving some guys the business after the, the whistle, but not the offensive linemen because I think okay. he respects them, you know, because like, all right, you guys are my brothers. I saw him, he actually patted Maurice on the rear end after one play to like give him props for a good rep. So Yeah, that's an interesting aspect. I didn't even think about that. Like all those guys he's been in the meeting rooms with and working with now he's got to go up against and try to beat that's interesting yeah, yeah so all right uh, otherwise uh, we're gonna let you get out of the uh out of the whole show without you know, i know it's been a day or so now Corby, you have any thoughts on the basketball team a lot of 
listen, man, a lot of people I like out there on the podcast, on the on on the boards, in the comment section of the videos. Man, a lot of a lot of fire ham people. Oh, uh, yeah, right, really? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I you know. I, don't, I mean, I just don't know how people like that. Like, how do you live life? Like, oh, this meal's terrible. I don't ever want to eat food again. <laughs> like, I it just I, dinner sucks. I hate the concept of dinner. I'm just sticking to. I'm a brunch man now. Uh, look, man, uh, I you know I tweeted it at, during the game. Is it just makes me sad to watch. Um, now, clearly, there have been some. I, I think some guys have not developed like you'd want them to, but they're down half their team just like they were down half their team last year. And it's like, when is this, en- when is enough of this? Like, yes, that roster as or that team is currently constructed with the injuries and the suspension to their most talented player should still beat Troy. I get it. But none of these guys have ever really like the whole concept of Florida state is you're going to play 24 minutes a night. We're going to play as hard as we possibly can man to man, full court, wear these teams down and that's how we win games. It, it can't happen. They're just they're, they got outscored on the bench like thirty-one to nine, or thirty-one to five, something like that. Uh, uh, Monday night. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it makes me sad because three years ago he had one of the best teams in the United States. Two years ago he had one of the best players in the United States in Scotty Barnes, and now he's zero for three, zero and three, and they've lost home games to Troy and Stetson. And the Gators are coming Friday, so they're very likely going to be 0-4 unless something dramatically changes. So it just makes me sad. Not that Ham can't coach anymore. The injury bug keeps killing this team. Losing Jalen Ganey was enormous. Not having their most Baba Miller for half the season is enormous. I mean, that's their tournament hopes right there in those two players, and they're gone. So now you look at this team as it's constructed, maybe nine or ten wins, maybe. So that's just – it's a bummer. It's just a bummer. It makes me sad because I, I like that program and I like that man. I don't want to go out on that, uh, but I just want you to be able to at least, you know, give the people some kind of perspective on what's going on and why we can't just, you know, rush to, to get rid of the guy that, you know, has breathed new life into this program. But um, it is – and I just wonder, like, the whole 18-strong thing, you would, you would think that, you know, this is – you'd be able to roll with the punches when you – face this kind of adversity when you face guys uh missing time but the the fact matters that they're also really young man and he, he talked about that and i had to touch on it during the wrap up of it on the podcast the other day but man uh, i mean like caleb mills is one of your you know leaders like your your older experienced leaders he's one of your experienced leaders um cameron fletcher is and these are guys that didn't come into your program like they, yeah, they're, they're second year guys they're, and they're yeah. also second year in your program they're not yeah. four-year guys they're two-year guys yeah so uh but yeah they got well, the gators but the gators look, lost fau though Corey. so that, well, that's that good. helps yeah. yeah that that helps um maybe 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 florida state can find some magic i just i was hoping warley and cleveland would be better than this in year two and maybe you know it's early it's still november so maybe they find something but um you know cleveland especially you know, he should be one of the better players in the ACC, and it's just not happening on either end. And he doesn't rebound well. He, he can't, he's still not a great shooter, Worley either. But, man, get, I mean, I do, I do want to say, like, they played six guys in that game. Again, this is a team that he wants to play 11. They played six because they have four guys hurt and their best player suspended. So when you're playing six guys, I mean, you know, they're playing 38 minutes a game. So I do, you know, at least they're – I mean, I know it's a very, very low bar, but – 
you know, it's they're they are when they're out there, they're playing. I think about as hard as they can. It's just not nearly good enough. And they they've got to find a way to get. And look, man, they're Duke. Duke's won championships with six guys, six man rotations. So that's not an excuse necessarily to not be good. Um, but yeah, man, they're just this is a team that thought they were going to have eleven strong, like really a rotation of eleven, including the uh, a really diff- a really big difference maker at center, and uh, and Jalen Ganey. Like a, like an impact impact player to go along with Baba Miller, who's an NBA player, and they didn't get either one of them. So this is what you're left with. Uh, the Corhen kid is trying. I think he could be good. He's got some stuff to him for sure, but he's not ready for. I mean, he's three games into his season. He's three games into his career, and he's having to play 28 minutes a game, which is not what they had in store. He played for 34. Them. He played 34 on Monday. That's crazy, man. I think he's a guy they might have thought about even redshirting if they had all their players. Yeah. But they don't have McLeod. He's still out. He's hurt. Uh, Baba Miller suspended. And then their other center is uh, hurt and out for the year. So they have to play this guy. And Cameron, and Fletcher, Cameron Fletcher's got such a bad back that he's not even practicing. Yeah. Just roll him out there in games. So it's just it's uh, two years in a row. They've just It's not fair, man. Yeah. You know, the basketball gods always already screwed Leonard with COVID. And now he in his swan song because my man's seventy four. He's not be doing this for much longer. Um, here as he's built this program, you know it feels like injuries are crumbling it to the ground. So they, come on, basketball gods, get get with it. Uh, on the way out, did see oh, somebody. Sir, you want to get over? Just get over, man. I'm not here. I'm just driving along. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, we're we're, we're going to at one point we'll have we'll do dashboard cam so we can actually have. Corey on camera while he's oh, driving. Love that. 285 uh, in Atlanta, man. This is hell on earth. Yeah, it, uh, we won't even say what time it is because yeah. it's, you guys are thinking it's like 5 in the morning, but it's not 5 in the morning. Uh, we don't yeah. record that cool. time of the day. Uh, but how about DeAndre Francois? This is over on ESPN.com. Uh, the new XFL season uh, kicking off not long from now. I don't know the exact date. Uh, he's one of the starting quarterbacks slated for the upcoming season. He'll be the Orlando Sentinels. Sorry, the Guardians. Yep. The Orlando, one of the Orlando Guardians quarterbacks. Going to balls against Quentin Dormady, who uh, played at Tennessee. So he just got to beat out that dude. That's All crazy, right. man. Good for that's, him. Uh, that's T Bucks team, right? Yeah, yeah, man. All right, man. Nice. And uh, he's uh, he's from Orlando, I think. He is correct. Correct. So yeah, he's going home to uh, sling it around a little bit. That's good. Previous that's professional good. experience. The Glacier Boys and the FCF back in 2021. Then he played with the Blues in the TSL uh, in 2021. Then he played for the Board Ape Football Club back in the FCF last year uh, or earlier this all year. That, all of that sounded made up. You literally <laughs> made up words and uh, initials, and I would have been like, yeah, sure, all right. Uh, A.J. McCarron is even in this league. So there's oh. there's dudes out here trying to make it make it happen, man. Um, well, good for them. Good for them. Not giving up on the dream. Still yeah, getting to throw the ball around a little bit. Yeah, That's cool. All right, we're going to be back with the Renegade Express for you folks tomorrow. I think we'll actually have a recruiting chat live later today. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, probably six o'clock with uh, Michael Langston because Thursday is going to be our live show for the pod core. Yes. Or... Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Very well. Very well. In the meantime, check out Jeff Cameron. 1 to 3 o'clock, the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 FM, as well as War Chant TV. That's our YouTube channel, War Chant TV. So don't be like, oh, i got to subscribe to another channel on my Fubo. No, it's just it's, War, it's YouTube. Type in War Chant. We're right there. 
and we'll be out at practice. I'm probably going to sleep in, everybody. Not going to lie. It's been a long few days for your guy. But we'll have interviews and observations up on wordchant.com afterwards, so do check that out. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening and riding along with us here on Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.